What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the hardworking happy hour. I'm Sean. And I'm Catherine. And as always, we'll be breaking down all things trades, entrepreneurship, and turning your creativity into a passion career. Wow, Sean, that bass really went for a walk, huh? You like that? (laughs) You made us a song. I made a song. How exciting. I know. I got a, uh, you know, you've always been telling me I need a hobby. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it was meant in a condescending way or a, uh, just like a, Why hey. Why would I mean that in a condescending way? I don't know. Like, hey, you need a hobby. I have a thousand hobbies. I love hobbies. I think everybody should have hobbies. <sighs> yeah. Well, you know, you can never, <laughs> you can never be sure. When somebody says you really need a hobby, it's usually in like a sarcastic, condescending way. No. It usually is. Oh, okay. But yours wasn't? No, I meant oh, it seriously. Well, thank you so much. So, uh... So I got a got a got a MIDI keyboard. So I'm, I was jazzing around with the keyboard, having just a, a good old time. Yeah, I was having a blast with it. Yeah, I was really just having fun, and uh, came up with that little ditty last night. You did such a great job. Thank you so much. I was thinking, you know, hey, should I should I pop a melody on top of this? But you know, you got that bass line. I'm like, you know what? I, we just want something to keep the motion right, going, yeah, yeah. you know, get, 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 get kind of, kind of melody. Were you thinking like a, Oh, I was just jazzing around with all kinds of stuff. Some synths, some guitar, some whatever. Okay. okay. Yeah. But, uh, I thought, you know what? No, it's too much. It's too much. You kept it simple. I like kept that. It I simple. respect that. Very good. Very good. Yeah. And I showed it to Ant today. And he said, Oh, that bass really took a walk. <laughs> Did you just say that? I said that you yeah. just said that. Well, <laughs> Ant was the first one to say that. And I didn't know that he knew that term, but, the bass did go for a walk, so I hope I hope everyone enjoyed that. Let us know what you think. Yeah, or not, whatever. What do we got this week? All right. Well, I have so many notes, I can't even keep track oh, of them. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> well, is there anything that you want to like uh, chit chat about? I rem- I know we've talked about aliens several times, but you said you had some sort of alien update. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm right in the middle, uh, almost at the end of a podcast episode of the Joe Rogan experience. He's got one of these alien guys on there. Not an alien guy. An alien. No, he has a guy that investigates aliens and uh, it sounds so compelling. (laughs) It sounds like he really has like some serious evidence and he's like so well-spoken and so like smart sounding. Mm. I mean, he sounds a little kooky as to be expected. You gotta be, you gotta be a little bit on the fringes of uh, the scientific community here. (laughs) But uh, I think they're real. I think they're real, and they've. There's this guy been, convinced you. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I haven't looked into it at all, but uh, <laughs> I trust. I trust, trust this that guy. guy. That yeah. one guy yeah. really sold you. Yeah. All right. Well, good for you on that. Yep. Proud of you. Um, the main topic, though, we're going to talk about is ethics and potential fraud. <laughs> Possibly. Okay. So. <laughs> Here's here's why this is so timely. Uh, we talked about we've had we've had quite an experience on this podcast with the 10x phenomena. Yeah, I 10xed. You 10x too close to this <laughs> for one week, and uh, it didn't work for me. It didn't work for me, but I wasn't I wasn't really going to pass judgment on it for those that it does work yeah, for because a lot sure. of people it does work for. Can't yum uh, someone's yum. There you go. Exactly. Uh, you still saying that? Yeah. You're still all love and light. I'm loving light. You can't yuck someone's yum. Well, I mean, you can, but it's... But it's rude. Yeah. You shouldn't. 
So then we had the story about the pool builders from Colorado <gasps> that went bankrupt and uh-huh. basically just took a bunch of money from people. Never that maybe they dug a hole for a pool or in a lot of cases they didn't do anything. Uh, and I think in this episode we're not going to should we not say the people by name? Those people are the new person we're going to talk about. Both. Uh, no. You can do whatever you want, but the new person was like, there was like a news expose on that person. So I feel like. Oh, so we can't get in trouble for it? It's just, no, it's just free reign. Like, oh, okay. That, that's All public right. information. Okay. So a man by the name Unless of, you want to do business with this person at some point, but I think if you're willing to burn that bridge with this man, so, yeah. I think it's completely fine to give the people his name. Okay. There's no bridge because I don't, I don't know him personally, but Brandon Heitman. Yeah. Uh, was arrested for taking deposits on uh, mostly pool jobs. He's, he's doing all landscape, you know, the whole the whole backyard package, just like we do. But uh, we actually do it. He <laughs> apparently does not sometimes. Yeah. There's evidence that sometimes he does. And there are some completed projects, but uh, other times he does not. Yes. And it just came out. He's another 10Xer. He's got his own academy. Uh, that's, yeah, that's what really gets me. He's got his own thing. Yeah. All right, keep going. You finish. Sorry. So uh, he was arrested, and there was there was quite a few news stories on it. Uh, a really good one on like Fox Two Detroit or something. There yeah. was a really in depth one, and I loved the editing on it. The they whole storytelling so was so good. good. <laughs> they really hit on the academy that he has, and, yeah. and it was really funny. I kept uh, calling him the crybaby contractor. Yeah, <laughs> with like yeah, the clip art like yeah. tears. Coming. It was really good. Um, the thing that really just has always rubbed me the wrong way about this whole like 10x thing and the mentorship and the masterminds and the groups and the all these things is what makes you qualified to charge people money to tell them how to run their business like selling them this dream like look what I did and he's been in business for only a few years mm-hmm. exploded his business over the last like three years wow good for you we've been in the most expansive outdoor living boom in probably an entire generation, maybe in the history of the world with COVID, the pandemic, everybody wanted something outside in their backyard. So there was like no competition. Like you could sell everything. Prices were going through the roof. Everyone had a great year the last three years. Like anybody could have expanded to meet that demand. That's not anything. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And you're going to like build your whole like academy and your whole persona as a business leader based off of this. Oh, I, I grew my business to $10 million in revenue in three years. It's like, yeah. okay, well, apparently you were also leveraging like insane amounts of debt, like barely stringing this operation along so much so that you had to take deposits from some jobs to probably finish jobs that were ongoing that you ran out of money on. And it's just like a pyramid scheme that's going to fall down. And I feel bad for not only the people that got their money stolen. Yeah. Because now he's declared bankruptcy. So like pending, I guess, criminal charges, it's probably, it's probably going to be really tough for them to get their money back. At least all of it, I would imagine. Yeah, but according to his social media, he's still working. Like, he's still yeah. posting that he's working. So, I don't know if... I don't know. I don't know what the point is. I that. don't know either. Like, um, and apparently, according to this news uh, 
story. He wasn't even licensed until like March of this year. So oh, yeah. it's just like this facade. It's just like this. It's been this sexy thing to get into lately. And I'm sorry. I know you mentioned previously this week, you hate when people use that word in any capacity. So I apologize. No, not in any capacity when it's just like a. Somebody commented sexy deck on our, one of our posts. You're like, I hate when people say that. <laughs> so I'm sorry, but it's like this thing. It, there's like this allure to being a guru in the construction industry right now. Everyone's a freaking guru. I don't know if that's new though. I feel like that's <sighs> it's um, frustrating. It, oh, absolutely. It's very frustrating. It, is, it is. And if you look at his website, it's just insane. And I even today, I tried to like sign up for the Academy just to see if that like I could. And mm-hmm. it like gets you to the point where you're about to pay. And then it's like, this academy has closed for, or like... School is not in <laughs> session. School is not in session, whatever. Um, or we are not taking new students. Like, it's still, he's still like making it look like this illusion of success. Like, it's so successful. We can't yeah. take on new students because, uh, <laughs> not because I'm, I just got arrested for ripping people off and not running my business the right way, but because it's just so successful. We yeah. can't take on any more students. Yeah. But I feel like there's just at every point in history, there has been these like snake oil salesmen that like this is just the new version of it. It's like these people, you have a platform where you can do and say anything that you want. You can charge all the money you want for like a like everyone sign up for my class. I'm going to teach you how to do social media just like Premiere. I'm going to get you as many followers as Premiere has. You just got to give me a down payment and I'll take it from there. You know, like anybody can say anything that they want on the Internet. It's free. It's just out there. You can say whatever you want and people will or won't give you money and back in the day it's gonna be this sounds compelling i would pay for this it sounds great yeah <laughs> it's actually my new side hustle i've been meaning to tell you about wow contact me everyone um no i'm just kidding but like back in the day there used to be like door-to-door salesmen that were like you know selling yeah. literal snake oil like so i feel like it's just with the internet you hear about it more but there's always just that's been true. like it's that's just true. human nature i think sometimes to just be like the worst yeah, I guess that's true. And with social media, it's like this person is putting themselves in your face all the time. Yeah. And then the second that it kind of crumbles around them, like it's also online and you're going to hear about it from everybody else. That's like, you know, just been watching this like and you can tell it's just like this this bullshit facade of success because yeah. like that's the definition of success is not. Well, there's lots of definitions to it, first of all, but it's not like, wow, you you grew a business in three years. Like, great. Yeah. Obviously, it was not sustainable. Like, you need, yeah. you need like, a proven track record of doing something through the ups and the downs and proving that what you do actually does work, not just like, okay, the market was absolutely insane the last three years and I grew my business. Yeah. He's got these posts like just drop four hundred thousand dollars on four new skid steers. It's like I don't care how big your business is, like that seems a little aggressive. Yeah. That seems like you're scaling too fast. Why would you need four new skid steers all at the same time? Yeah. Like that's just it's just unsustainable and it goes against everything that I believe in as a business owner and it just really frustrates me. It is incredibly frustrating. And I think that it's, it like tarnishes the reputations of like just the industry by proxy, just because it makes people more cautious when they do hear these stories. And I think that it's just, I feel like it's like he's preying on uneducated or not, not even necessarily uneducated, but like 
homeowners fell for his whole spiel because he was charismatic and and it's like look at i'm this young man that's a, that's done all this great stuff and look at this thing i can and you know but homeowners won't know any better they just they see a pretty picture and they're like well, you can build that okay great i love that yeah but the academy preys on people who are just trying to better themselves they hear this like wow you're gonna fix all my problems and you get it also because you're also a contractor who yeah runs a business and, and is trying to do better. And, and you're going to teach me how to 10X. Somebody taught you how to 10X. And now you're going to teach me how to 10X my business. This is incredible. Like, I feel like it's just preying on vulnerable populations, which is like absolutely disgusting. I agree. I totally agree. And I don't, I just don't know why like people find the need to, to do that. Like, cause the other thing is if you're so successful in what you're doing, do you really need to be charging people $250 a month to like do a, a, if you're so successful, your time would probably be better spent making those millions of dollars on your landscape construction business. You know, it's always like, why, why, if you're really that successful, why are you doing this? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, that's why the only, the only person I've really like ever been able to be like, I see what you're doing. I respect it. And I think it's a good thing is Dan Preston. Yeah. Cause he's like, he's teaching what he is good at and has proven design and installation of hardscapes. I love that. He's like, I don't touch sale. Uh, yeah. or he does touch sales, but he's like, I don't touch pricing. Like you got to figure that part out on your own. I'm going to teach you what I'm good at and what I know and what I have this track record of. And from everything I've seen, he's doing a really good job and he's like creating yeah. great content that's really informative. But there's just like, there's such a dime a dozen and everyone's yeah. trying to do it. And it's like... I feel like <sighs> what Dan does is different though because he's teaching like technical, tangible yeah. things. Yeah, it's not just like, like this Hype Academy thing is like, just believe it, bro. And that patio is going to put itself together if you just believe in yourself hard enough. Yeah. Like that's, to me, that's two completely separate things. Yes. It's, it's just ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. And the other thing, it, his logo, Exigent Design Build, is, uh, it's got a, it's got like a, a cross on it. Like he's praying on like, like it's, he's, he's a religious guy. I mean, it looks like, yeah, a Jesus cross, a cross. Mm. So even if he isn't religious, he's kind of, yeah, he's just playing like, that. Yeah. Cause like, oh, what? This guy's a man of the Lord. Yeah. He's he's out here just building beautiful things. And the Lord has <laughs> blessed him. And he's also got a Lamborghini. And in the, like, it's just so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. And I would like to speak on this topic as yeah. well. The, like, okay. the luxury car situation. Yeah. And, and like you said, like buying four skid steers all at once. Yeah. As much as I know about business finances and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. To me, when I hear, okay, the business owner has, he had like a Lamborghini, his daily driver was some like crazy Audi, like he had all these vehicles, had all this stuff. I think a Range Rover too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my initial thought is like, okay, that's amazing that this business owner had, like we have a similar, you know. I also have many Lamborghinis, yeah, yes. Like we have similar businesses and I, you know, like, okay, that's great. You figured out a way to get a Lamborghini. Do your employees have health care? Do your employees have enough money to feed their families? Like, how are you allocating your funds in such a way? Well, it's it's really that, like, simple. It's really simple. 
You can afford to pay your employees really well, give them benefits, have a Lamborghini and a nice house if you just get paid for the job, but then you don't do the job. <laughs> you don't do it's it. It's really pretty that, simple. Oh. It's really pretty simple. You know what? I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. So try that out. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of these, especially like the, these young guys that I see coming up, they're like, they're really flexing on all this stuff they can buy. And it's like, that's really not the flex you think it is. It's like not. Like well taken care of employees, that's... That's a flex. Having a thriving business that is showing sustainable growth, total flex. Amazing. I'm just out here You flexing. being like 23, <laughs> driving a Lamborghini, that's a red flag, I'd say. Like, I'd say I don't so. Think this kid, I think this guy's older than 23, but I'm just generalizing. 30, I think, yeah. yeah. It's like, I, I, something's not, you know, red flags are red flags for a reason. That's, that seems strange to me. Yes. I would 100% agree with that. <laughs> and also, like... Lamborghini is so tacky. I'd get a Ferrari. Okay. Like we go Lamborghini, Ferrari. I mean, if I was going to buy a car like that, as I previously said, it would be an Audi R8. Yeah. I'm an Audi guy. Had one in high school. It's pretty sick. You had an Audi R8 in high school? No, just, it was an <laughs> Audi A4. Bought for 6,500 bucks and uh, it was sick. It was really sick. I believe it. So. Almost as cool as a Lamborghini. Yeah, it was cool because I actually paid for it. <laughs> it didn't get repossessed. I didn't get arrested. And it that, was very right, nice for 18-year-old cool. me or 17-year-old me, whatever. Yeah, that is pretty cool. So I, I just... I, just, I know, it gets... Yeah. Get your blood boiling when you It really stuff. does. It really does because it's just, just the ridiculousness of it. Yeah. Like anybody could watch this stuff and be like, this guy, come on, this is just like... It was going to end this way. Anybody yeah. could see it. Right. But like, it's just it's so embarrassing. Like <laughs> you just got arrested and like you, you have a Lamborghini. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what is going on? <sighs> I think my favorite part of this is that he's just still posting on social media as nothing has happened. Well, he's like, he's like trying to show like, no, this is just yeah, this an anomaly. Like yeah. if, if you can have a Lamborghini and, and a huge house and all this stuff and everything's going so well, then you should be able to like, you shouldn't be in a jam like this. Like, okay, let's just paint the picture. These clients are the worst. They're manipulative. They're, they're horrible people. And they're just like, everything is wrong with them. Yeah. You should have the money to say, okay, I'm refunding your deposit. Our business relationship is over. Yeah. If you can't do that, and you can't build the project either. That's not good. Yeah. And I think if I do remember the news story, you are. Yes. If I remember the news story correctly, like the people were like, the people said like, okay, just give us our money back if you're not going to do it. And that's when he started crying because there was multiple accounts of crying. Yeah. Tears, that's why yeah. they were calling him the crybaby contractor. Cause he was crying to them and being like, I can't afford to give you your money back. Like, yeah, he wasn't even trying to like be smooth about it. I guess he was just kind of yeah. saying, I drive this Lamborghini, and also but we I looked can't at we looked at his website back. today, and it was like, um, how to grow a biz multi million dollar landscape <clears throat> construction business, uh, through hard times like the pandemic, and mm -hmm. now into a a tough economy. Like the economy, like just like sort of maybe turned, <laughs> and it, this already happened. Yeah. Like you, you survived the tough economy for like a month, <laughs> but like you were already stealing the money from yeah. it, like. He must have written that like very recently. So that's like just the how preposterous this whole thing is. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I just, you ever feel like you're, you're like, like 
you know, like imposter syndrome. Like sometimes I feel like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm like, I feel like a phony sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, like you feel like, well, why am I sitting here talking about how to run a business? Right. And most of the time we talk about what not to do <laughs> and the mistakes that we're making, but right. like that somebody could just go to that ridiculous of a length to create this delusion. I think, I think he's suffering from a delusion within his own mind. He's painted this picture so much that he believes it. And it's just like, it's, it's ridiculous. Have I, did I, did I mention it was ridiculous? You hadn't, but I'm glad you pointed that out. Cause I also do think it's ridiculous. I would love to get him on the podcast. I know you said you didn't want to, but I would love, I would love to have a conversation. I know you almost messaged him today. I'm like, (laughs) no, like I don't want to, first off, I know, I don't think he would. Second, probably not. But. He would just say like, "I can't comment on it." Talk to my attorney, uh, like you well, said to yeah, the news that's guy. True. That'd be boring. And uh, and it's just like, I'm just so fed up with it. I'm. It's just so ridiculous. I felt more bad for the last people that this happened to because they were like 19. Mm. But since then, they have started a new <clears throat> business under a new name. So like, they're probably just complete scumbags as well. Yeah. Um, it wasn't just like a young kid making a mistake because it looks like they're going right back into the scheme. Right back at it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Just, just, just. First off, you don't need a Lamborghini to be happy. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. <laughs> uh, I, I can't tell you exactly what the key to happiness is, but I don't think it's a Lamborghini. So like, I just agree with that. Yeah. Build a good business. Do a good job. Stay true to your word. Be a good person. Yes. So, all right. I can feel you getting frustrated, but this also leads into a bigger topic of just ethics in business, which as we were talking about this and like what we're going to talk about today, I realized... I took a class on this in college. Totally forgot about it. Oh, wow. You're basically like a professor I'm, of I think this. I so. I think I am. A, uh, yeah. It was a philosophy class that I had to take because I was a philosophy part major. Hmm. Um, but I think that it's like, that is obvious fraud. You can't take money to, and then not do it. But even the, you know, there was the one one person that they showed on that news story. Like he did build something, but it was like the, the pool basically... It was, it was like, like a, collapsing it on was, itself. Yeah, it was like twisted in a way that it was just collapsing on itself. And and to a point, I, th- I feel like a lot of people, like especially when you get um, get subs involved, then it's kind of like a it can turn into like a pointing finger situation when those yeah. things happen. And then it's kind of like an ethical dilemma of who is there, who's going to fix this? Because, you know, like whose yeah. fault is this? You know? Yeah. Go ahead. Another thing I, that just reminded me, because I've, I've seen his videos pop up across my feed for, for quite some time. And there was a video that he put out that I think was from that job that they showed oh. on the news that was like all twisted. And he's mm-hmm. like, the job's going horrible. And he's just like strolling through there like, all right, we, you know, you know, like he's trying to do that clickbait thing. Like, you know, oh no, we made a huge mistake on this project. And he's like, concrete, we got concrete in the pool. Concrete's supposed to go outside the pool. And he's like being all uh. jokey about it. Like, all right, we made mistakes. We're going to fix it. But yeah. like, apparently he didn't at all. And just like the audacity to be like, you know, and we document our mistakes a lot, but then we also document like. Us fixing, fixing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was just trying to flex it in a way like, Look, this is just adversity that you have to get through. And, you know, it looks like the the subs didn't do a great job on this concrete. And they got some in the pool and it's all messed up and it, it's all uneven. But uh, this is the adversity that you just got to push through. Well, apparently he didn't push through it. 
Yeah. Because it's the pool like won't pass inspection and it's anyway. It's horrible. Um, but anyway, so there's a lot of obviously. I have one more story really quick. Okay, go ahead. Really quick. I'm sorry. I just have to get these out before I can concentrate on anything else. I saw another video where he is, I think at a Chipotle uh, in his Lamborghini. And he's like, he's like filming himself because the, uh, a guy that works there is like, whoa, dude, is that your car? And he's like, yeah, man. Yeah. A couple years ago, I was, I was just like you, man. Just didn't know what way to go. And you know, if you set your mind to goals and you can have a Lamborghini too. It was like the most cringe video I've ever seen. And he's just like literally like outside of a Chipotle. Like, yeah, man, this is my Lamborghini. And uh, you, you could have one too. If you, you got the right mindset starts with the mindset, man. And he was filming this interaction as it was supposed yeah. to be just like a candid moment. It was supposed to be a quote unquote candid moment that was just happening. And he happened to be filming it. Well, no, he was like, this guy came up to me and said this. So he's like, Oh, he's retelling the story. No, but he's like, I guess as soon as like the first word was said, like, hey, is that oh, your Lamborghini? Okay. He's like, let me pull out my phone and be like, <laughs> gotcha. Hey, uh, Ricky here, you're working at this Chipotle, but if you, he probably tried to get him in a role in the class in the academy. Definitely. But it was just Obviously. like, always be hustling. It's ridiculous. If I saw that interaction happening, I would slash his tires. That is obnoxious. Now on to ethics. Anyway. <laughs> Should you slash somebody's <laughs> tires? Okay. That is just fine. All right. That's, that's all my stories on him. We're not going to give him any more spotlight unless something else pops in my head. <laughs> but that's it for now. Okay. So I'm going to start off with a quote because I know you like quotes. Yes. I love quotes. And I'm sure you've heard this one before. From Warren Buffett, it takes 20 minutes to develop a reputation. I mean, it takes 20 years to develop a reputation and five minutes to destroy it. And I would Absolutely say that true. that expose has really ruined his <sighs> reputation. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to run through the pillars of business, business ethics or okay. the principles of ethical business. Perfect. I'm just going to list them off because there's a bunch. Okay. Honesty, fairness, leadership, integrity, compassion, respect, responsibility, loyalty, law abiding, accountability, Transparency, and recently added, is environmental consciousness and environmental impact. Twelve pillars. Okay. Twelve pillars. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this is such a topic where people are like, obviously, we're all adults here. We know right from wrong. Yes. But clearly people don't. A lot of people don't. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people have different versions of what is ethical and what is not ethical. So I thought we could play a little game where I wrote down some Yay, ethics love games. questions, and we'll see how you answer it. Okay. Okay. Is this like a trick? Um, Am I going to get no. arrested if I fail? <laughs> well, maybe. We'll see. Okay. Um, if you are given too much change, do you tell the person? Yeah, of course. Every time? Yeah, because that's just like the stakes are so low and it'd be like, I don't know. It's just be like, oh, you'd be such a scumbag to like steal like $5. A lot of people view it as like. This is just my windfall. That's your mistake. I mean, if I'm at like the supermarket and then like I get home and I realize, oh, they gave me, I'm not going to go back to the store and give it back. What if they give you 50 extra dollars back? Would you go back? Not if it's like a, not if it's like a chain. Sorry. Is that bad? (laughs) That's why I'm asking these questions. It's like, it's a, it's a, it's a. First off, I don't think I would ever notice because like. I just, I just shove any change I get just gets shoved into my pocket. <laughs> it doesn't go back in a wallet. So there's no like ledger of what I had. It's all found money for me. 
Mm, okay. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's where you stand on that. Where do you stand on that? Would uh, you go I back? always give it back. Yeah. If they gave me, I mean, I, I feel like my if threshold home, would be say like. it's a half hour away and you're home and you realize. A half you, hour away. Yeah. And they gave you $50 mm. back. So my stance on found money is if I find money, I give it to charity. So that's what I, in that scenario, I'd probably do that. I would donate it somehow. To me, found money, unless I intentionally like buy a lottery ticket or something, then I've earned that money. That's not found money. But if I like find a $20 bill <laughs> on the ground, I donate it. Okay. That's always been my principle. I like that. That's um, good, found good. money is not meant for me. It is meant for something better. So that's what, that's how I've always felt about that. So you're donating in, in the name of someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So you see a coworker who is your friend get in this scenario. You're not the boss. You're just amongst a bunch of coworkers. Okay. You see your coworker who is your friend. I can't imagine not being the boss. I'm I sorry. Know, it's so <laughs> hard, but okay, put yourself in this it. position. Yeah, I got you. Um, they get some sort of bonus. They get it. They get, they did something. They earned a $10,000 bonus. Yes. However, you know that this person got that bonus because the boss thinks that they did something that really somebody else did. And you know that it was somebody else that did that thing, but neither of those people know that you know the truth. So you're kind of in the clear. Yeah. Do you tell the truth and right the wrong or do you just let it be? Definitely let it be. I'm not going to get involved with that. Okay. <laughs> like that's, that's between those two people and the boss and the $10,000. <laughs> Cause then I could come forward and then the person could just be like, that's not true. I did it. And you'd be like, well, uh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> and like, you're just like, now you're just like the rat and like, even the boss doesn't know if you're telling the truth. So it's like, no, I wouldn't not, mm-mm. not in that scenario. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see another one. And who am I to say just cause they didn't do that one thing that they didn't deserve a bonus. You know, well, no, they're getting this bonus because they did that thing. <sighs> yeah. But you know, I'm sure they did other stuff that was really good. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, a friend. How am I doing so far? <laughs> <laughs> That's up to you to decide. Oh, okay. Not up, oh. These are not, Is these are just open-ended questions. These okay. are, these are just ethical questions. Um, a friend of yours. Yes. Let's say an acquaintance who you know and trust. Yes. Um, they've recently shown that they might've come into a little bit of money or something. Yes. They tell you, you give me $500. I will give you back $15,000. Just trust me. I'm going to do it. You get the impression it's, it could be a little bit shady, but you have no reason to trust, not trust them that they wouldn't give you that money that they say they're going to. Yeah. They seem to be doing well, but you get the idea that it's kind of sketchy. Do you do it or do you not do it? No. 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 I mean, not even worth it. (laughs) What if the money is more? The more that the money is, the more it's, they're just going to take your $500. Like, why would, it, why would anyone say, give me $500, I'll give 15000 Because they're going to invest it. They're, they've got their investment. Is their... this somebody that comments on like a... <laughs> my good friend, Caroline. <laughs> give me Caroline. your money and I'll invest it in no, Bitcoin and I'll get you some ridiculous. money. <laughs> this is the most ridiculous thing. No, it's, it's not that. They're, it they true. tell you it's some sort of like international offshores account that they're investing in. and it's That's made up. That's not possible. It's okay. ridiculous. Why wouldn't they just invest their own $500 and... Because he's Get trying to help you out. You're his friend. No. You said acquaintance. No, I would not do that. That's preposterous. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. Okay. Uh, 
let's say your coworker takes $20 out of the company business. Let's say you work at someplace that has a cash register. Yeah. Your coworker takes $20 out of the drawer, but you know that they are on hard times and they're probably going to use it to feed themselves or their child or something. Do you write them out? What do you do about that? I think, uh, depending on how close I am with this person, I either talk to them first because like, like you're going to get, you're going to get caught. So I think I would talk to them and say, Hey, look, I saw you do that. You better stop or you're, you're just going to get fired. I don't know if I'd rat them out. Uh, it's really hard. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think in that scenario, I would just say, put it back and I'll give you $20. So then they feel bad? No, because I'm like, I, I wouldn't want you to get in trouble because you're probably going to get in trouble and I can give you $20. So let's just pretend like this didn't happen. Like I saw recent, not well, maybe a couple months ago, I saw kids, like teenagers stealing from the CVS in town and it was like snacks. Yeah. And I was like, put it back or like, don't do that. I'll buy whatever you're, whatever you're trying to steal. Like it's not worth getting in trouble. Take this as a lesson because I caught you and it wasn't somebody more important in this store. I will pay you for did it. That? Yeah. Because it was like young teenagers. And I was like, you're going to get in trouble. That's, this is dumb. They were yeah. like shoving it in their like sweatpants. And it's like, you're going to get caught. You're being dumb. Take this as a lesson because you did get caught. I saw you. Yeah. But I don't care about CVS. So I'm not going to like rat you out to CVS to get in trouble. Yeah. It's not worth getting in trouble. I'll buy you a snack if you want a snack. Just make better decisions in the future. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. And then this will be the last one. But this is like the... This, this is basically like, this is, is the, just giving the impression that you're like Mother Teresa and I'm like the devil. I don't think so. So I'm just like, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would let it slide. I wouldn't do that. What? I feel like I'm giving the wrong answers here. But I'm trying to be honest here. <laughs> there is here. no right answer. Okay. That's the point. I feel like there really is, but... Okay. No, there's not. Okay. There's really not. These are ethical questions. This is oh, like this... it's kind of like somebody steals a loaf of bread to feed their family. Do they, is that wrong? Well, stealing is wrong. So that's why, that's why it's a dilemma because stealing is wrong. How do you own But people a need to eat. So that's why, that's why there is yeah. a dilemma. Okay. That's why people have these All right, debates. what's the last one? Okay. This is like the quintessential question that you, that people get asked when it's an ethical question. If you see your friend's spouse out on a date with someone who is not your friend, do you tell your friend? A hundred percent. Yeah. You get involved? Of course, unless like I have the inkling that like maybe they're into that, like <laughs> that this might be like, okay, but yeah, hundred percent. I feel like it would be the more ethical dilemma is you find out that your friend, the one that your Ooh, friends with yeah. is cheating. Do you tell that friend's spouse who you're like less of a friend with? Like your oh, friend. Oh, interesting, interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What That's do you, more what do you do there? I think I stay out of it. Yeah. I think I stay out of it. Yeah. But if my friend's wife is out there with some other man or woman mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, definitely. I'm going to be like. Riding real quick. Sit down. <laughs> I got. But then you run the risk of what if they're like, you're lying. Why are you trying to break exactly. up my marriage? Yeah. You do run that risk. Oh. And what Maybe if that person is like, <laughs> that person could be like, it wasn't a date. It was just a business dinner. And then you become some sort of like, then you become 
<sighs> yeah, it's tough. Bad person. And I so. guess it would also depend on like, you know, on who <laughs> who the couple was. Like if I if I saw it coming, I'd be like, eh, it's probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let this work itself out. Yeah, they they didn't seem to be working out too good anyway. <laughs> They're not good for each other. I don't know. <sighs> that's that, that's really hard questions. Yeah. <sighs> I so I that's gonna... why I feel like when it comes to business. This, people this, have yeah. people have like your own personal beliefs and values and it's easy to come up with how you feel on things but when it becomes a business ethical decision it becomes like a a group of people's collective problem if something goes wrong so this guy screwing up all of these relationships with these people and doing yeah. whatever he's got employees like he has to think about those people that he's now really put in jeopardy with their career i don't know you know maybe it's all subs i don't know what his yeah you know whole situation is but like when it's with a business, it makes everything really complicated because money's involved. And then you're you're responsible for taking care of your employees and taking care of your group and your people and and it's a heavy burden to bear. It is. So something to think about. That is something to think about. Yeah. I think uh those ethical questions are very difficult. The one in the matter of the of the pool builder, pretty cut and dry. Take the money, build the pool, build the pool. That one's that. That's so. pretty easy. Yeah, if you're going to yeah. take some money from people, so you do need to do what you. There are some very tough to. ethical questions when it comes to business. That one wasn't one of them. That one was not. That one, one was pretty cut and dry. Like, <laughs> just don't do that. Just don't. Don't do that. Um. Yeah, I think my thoughts on it. I think so many people <clears throat> preach this idea of you have to grow the business at all costs. And there's certain, there's certain businesses where that makes sense. Like, I feel like this comes from like the startup world where it's like, you just like, don't worry about profiting right now. Like you want to grow the business. You want to just like, you know, churn through money and like just build the thing that you're building. And, but that's backed by investors who, know that risk going in, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, yeah, we're not going to be profitable for five years or 10 years or some businesses are like some of the biggest businesses in the world still aren't profitable. Like I don't think Tesla's even profitable yet. Mm. I don't know much about f finance and stuff. So <laughs> don't even listen to <laughs> that might be completely wrong, but like that idea of trying to like just feed the machine and grow it. And then you'll get to the other side and you'll reach this, um, you know, what do they call that? Like, I don't think it's terminal velocity, but I don't think that's it. Yeah, I don't know what the word is <sighs> Whatever. you're looking for. <laughs> um, but that attitude, like, has translated over to people in the trades like this, who, who are preaching like this 10x, like, just keep growing, keep going, you know, take that debt because this debt is going to make you this money. And in the end, it's the cheapest money that you could get is borrowing it to do this because I can make that much money. And it's like, yeah, that's great in an ideal world. But like then when like shit hits the fan, you still have all this debt and like it crumbles really quickly. There's a sustainability of growing a business in a responsible way, because like you said, you not only have your employees that you're putting at risk when you make decisions, you're also bringing innocent people's money into it like mm -hmm you have to like you have to always i think have enough money sitting aside that 
if everybody in our queue of work was like, I'm backing out. I don't want to do this. Like I could give them their deposit back and it's not like, oh, I already spent that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you need to have, you need to have a, a stockpile of cash or assets that will get you through those hard times because it's just, it's like a house of cards, obviously. Yeah. I'm getting frustrated. I don't think I've ever <laughs> sighed this much. You know, it just really grinds my gears when people do this. Like, yeah, like, I don't know. They're trying to, they're trying to prove something to, to somebody that like, oh, look how cool and important I am. How many, like people, all they talk about is revenue. Like, oh, I scaled to $10 million in revenue. Like who gives a shit? We could do that too. If we went out and just like borrowed like $2 million to buy machinery and trucks and, but it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's insane. It is. <laughs> It's you know completely it insane. Unethical. It's unethical and <laughs> you can't just build a business and get through every adversity just by having the right mindset. Yeah. It's a good start. It's a good thing to have, but you can't just like, you know, 10x everything away. Or you can. That's you know what he's this? doing. He's 10xing yeah. everything away. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of done that, yeah. Yeah. You know what this is reminding me of? What? Those pyramid schemes, like legit like actual pyramid yeah. schemes that they are just never ending. Like like there's always new ones popping up. There's always these people in my DMs trying me to trying to get me to sell their shampoo or supplements or toothpaste or whatever. Yeah. And those are like it's kind of like the well not the same, but it's like a pyramid scheme is there's one person on top who's making a whole bunch of money and then they find other people and then it just eventually preys on poor people and it's so sad and disgusting. And this this is giving that kind of vibe. Yeah. And I feel like this maybe is like a more it's MLMs are geared towards women. So this might not resonate with a lot of people, but it's annoying and it's sad and it's gross. It is. I'm not sure if a Ponzi scheme is different from a, uh, from a pyramid scheme because like a, a Ponzi scheme, I feel like this is more of like a Ponzi scheme where you, you're taking the money that you get from this new person and instead of putting that aside to pay for their materials or whatever, you're using it to pay this you know, to keep a job going from before. Yeah. Like the Bernie Madoff thing. Like you have to keep getting new investor money to pay yes. out the, the dividends and the interest payments to all the people originally. And it just like keeps the demand for more income and cash flow just exponentially grows until it collapses on itself. Yeah. And that's basically what, what this, it, it wasn't a sustainable business and it's showing that. And, uh, and he's acting like everything's going to be okay. And he's out there doing jobs. I don't think it's going to be okay. I think like there's a lot of evidence that they've brought up that like, I think he's probably going to go to jail. How long do people go to jail for this type of thing? Like what, what's no clue. Yeah. Me neither. Did you want to get really... into that other, uh, that personal story that we were talking about? <laughs> do you want to talk about it? I don't care. Yeah. I'll talk about it. Whatever. All right. This is, this is, Breaking news. Well, no, it's not. It's it's it really happened not. a while ago, but it happened in like I can't believe we're talking about that. This is yeah. very exciting. Uh, this is an ethical thing. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you heard about the GoFundMe thing with the homeless guy giving the last $20 to this uh, 
what do they call it? A damsel in distress. Yeah. Ran out of gas. Yep. And uh, in a rough neighborhood, he rough really, neighborhood. He really helped her out. Yeah. Uh, so they set up a GoFundMe trying to raise ten thousand dollars, and they ended up raising like four hundred and five thousand dollars, like a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And they were all over like every news outlet. And that girl was my ex girlfriend. <laughs> my first love (laughs) and it is it was a she's in jail now yeah and it's like an insane story they fabricated the story of this guy giving the last $20 and they made up the whole thing Mm -hmm. and I think it was like you know kind of got caught up in you know they didn't they didn't think they were going to get over $400,000 so that's when it like really the stakes got a lot higher. They all turned on each other, and uh, that's when that collapsed. But we were talking about this relatively recently about whether or not that is that is fraud. Because you were like, well, you know, they didn't really say that they didn't make it up in the GoFundMe. No, no, no. They, I, you know, making it up is fraud and misallocating funds. I said that they didn't say what they were going to do with the money. Or that's yeah. what I was questioning. I didn't know how I didn't know how like how legally binding the wording of a GoFundMe was because they said they made up this story, which is fraud because it's you know they just fabricated a story. Yeah. They actually knew this guy or whatever. Something like that, yeah. And then um, th- I think that it got out of hand very quickly. They I'm sure they did not expect to make that much money. No. So you know money goes to your head or whatever, and then they started spending it on vacations and whatever. Yeah. Um. Pretty wild. But I was my question was. It's not, it's not like a, it's not a company that took funds. It, it was like an individual person who took money. And, and people that's like, willingly gave it. And with, people gave without, with, yeah, without, retur- without expecting anything in return. So that was yeah. where I was, my, my thing was like, how, like, what did she get pinned on? Like, what was the thing that sent her to jail? Because to me, it's like kind of, it's kind of like how I, you know, if a homeless person asked me for $20 at a gas station, cause they ran out of gas and I give that to, to them and then they use it to buy alcohol or whatever. I'm not going to be like. That's illegal because I said I was. You were going to use that for that is something, fraud, you know? and they should be jailed for that. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my thing. I like it is wrong and it is horrible. It is an unethical thing to do. Yeah. Um, to defraud all of these people out of that money. But my thing was like, what is the what is the what is the thing that she actually went to jail for? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure, but uh, but man, it happens. Yeah, people people get caught up <laughs> in these happens. things, and uh, it's sad. Money makes people go crazy. It really does. It really does. And she was an otherwise lovely young woman, right? Before all the fraud? My first love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we dated for like over two years. Oh. Yeah, really long time. Yeah. So, anyway, well, that's, a, that's another <laughs> personal fraud story that we that we have. Um, all right. So let's 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 take a little bit of a break and go to Yeah, it's uh, actually it's actually just time, so it is time. It is time for our bad sales story of the week. Okay. And this one comes from Alex from Masonville Landscape. And uh, this is a really, this is a funny one. And okay. you did not read this one I didn't. when it came through. But um, gets a call to go out for uh, this is very, very simple, simple, uh, like landscape cleanup mm-hmm. job. Um, gets to the property, uh, meets with the homeowner. Very briefly, the first like couple minutes. Another truck pulls up. Guy scheduled two estimates at the same time <laughs> on purpose. Oh, gosh. So that he could like pin them against each other. <laughs> and it wasn't even for like a huge thing. It was like, you know, 
trim these shrubs and do like, I don't know, five yards of mulch or like whatever it was. Like, it wasn't like I'm spending a million dollars. I want to make sure like you know what you're doing. It was like the most like basic thing and had both of them there. And he said, luckily the other person, he, he, he was like so taken back that he didn't know, like, should I like, this is insane. Yeah, like, what do you do? What do you do right now? And he said, luckily, the other contractor was like, uh, this is crazy. Um, I don't do business like this. Nice meeting you. I'm going to leave. So then oh. he left and then he felt comfortable saying, you know what? I'm going to go. To. <laughs> but <laughs> actually, uh, now that you yeah, it's like, like you just go and like you meet with the person and you're just like, yeah, you know, trim these bushes. And they're like, oh, yeah, there he is. Uh, <laughs> it's the other guy I called out. And it's like, that's... That's uncomfortable. That's so uncomfortable and like so bizarre. Yeah. Like obviously people are, you know, people are going to get two quotes or three quotes or 10 quotes if they're insane. Yeah. But to call two, I, I, I don't know if I've heard a, a story like that before. So I think that's uh, pretty hilarious. That is. I have never heard that before. That is wild. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, get groundwork and you could do that over video chat and then you could just hit... Uh, well, you would have a video, so it wouldn't even be video chat. You could just end it and file it away somewhere and yeah. not worry about it. So You could see if there's somebody else lurking around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so <sighs> if you want to try out groundwork to pre-qualify your clients with video walkthroughs of the scope of work, use promo code HARDWORKINGHAPPYHOUR50 for 50% off your first two months. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. Psychos kind of out there. I, that, yeah. There's really psychos out there. I like surprising each other with the stories, though. I think that we should yeah. do that. Last week, I surprised you. This week, you surprised yeah, me. Yeah, it's I kind th- of been like we happenstance that, that we've yeah. done that, but I think we should maybe plan to do that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I like that. Um, all right. Well, do you have any closing thoughts for us on, on ethics? and and? I don't think so. That, we couldn't <laughs> have been talking for an hour, have we? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, God. I was getting ready to say, like, I'm done. Let's cut it short. Like, <laughs> this is enough for me today. We really t- how, how long are we going here? It's been... Well, I'm not sure because of the intro, but 52 minutes. 52 minutes. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) everyone do some reflecting on that. And I hope that you find peace with however you're building your business and doing it in a sustainable, ethical way. And when you're doing this in a business you're not just putting yourself at risk. You're putting your employees, you're putting your clients, you're putting the trust that people have in the entire industry at risk. So tread lightly and (laughs) carry on with honesty and integrity, please. But till next time, this has been the Hardworking Happy Hour. See you next week.